Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Trouble Funk becomes the first go-go band to headline Wolf Trap's Feline Center this Sunday. I spoke with frontman Big Tony Fisher about the band's rise to stardom on the DC go-go scene. Oh man, thank you for having me. Excited, very excited about it. Everyone around the D.C. area who's interested in Go-Go knows the, the band Trouble Funk, and I want to get into some of the history of the band in a second, but let's start with the Wolf Trap show. I mean, is this your guys' first big gig back since the pandemic, or have you been touring? Yes, over? this is our first first big gig back, man, and we're very excited. This is, uh, I consider it a very historical moment. I, I'm just happy that they chose Trouble Funk to be a part of it. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, they said, well, I... Uh, one of uh, I did an interview uh, with one of the magazines, and they asked me how did it feel to be the first of many to come to actually celebrate Wolf Trap's um, anniversary. You know, I forgot what year it was. And, I think it's their fiftieth. Like, their fiftieth. Right, and I didn't even know that. So it was like, man, from that point on, it was like, yeah, I'm, I, it feels really good now. You know, so. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be, um, something very special. Absolutely. And I know joining you on stage, you, there, you have some special guests. Uh, who's going to yeah, be? Yeah, I got there? some of my, some of my special guest friends, uh, Big Brother Sugar Bear and the legendary DJ Cool, man. And we're going to get out there and rip that joint up. Oh, everyone remembers them and DJ Cool's <laughs> Let Me Clear My Throat. I mean, that's yes. <laughs> Mr. Let Me Clear My Throat. Yes, <laughs> you gotta do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. But what? Uh, you know, if uh, if some of our listeners are fans of you, uh, you know what? I don't want you to have to spoil the set list or anything. But you know, and and Go Go's sort of a little more free flowing anyway. But you know, uh, what 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 can we expect to hear if we haven't if we haven't maybe uh, seen you in live in a while? Well, well, you you could expect to hear all of the Trouble Funk classic hits. For one, the only problem with that is that, you know, we got so many songs, so many hits. We won't be able to play all of them, but we're going to definitely try to get as many as we can in there. You know, we have a really big catalog. So after 30 years, yeah, you, you, you could, you could play for, for 30 years straight if you played them all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm mad. But uh, it's going to be really exciting, man. I'm, um, like I said, we got a really high power set, and um, it's going to be very energetic, man. And um, um, we just look forward, man, to really doing something special, man, at the um, at the Wolf Trap because uh, this is our very first time. So I, I I want to leave a big impression. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking forward to coming back. So you know, I'm going to stamp that joint. Uh, we can't. <laughs> I love I love it. 
Uh, well, you mentioned, you know, you mentioned you're over, you know, 30 year old plus in history. Take me back to the beginning then. Uh, when you were founded in what, like 1978, I think? We're actually celebrating 45 years plus. Whoa. Uh, technically, because, I mean, we got started in the mid 70s. Uh, we, we got our third hit record in 78. Gotcha. Well, how did the band come together? You know, how did you get the, get all the, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's a long story, but is there a, a quick way to remind us how you, yeah. how you brought the, the initial group? Well, man, well, we're, we're, we're a bunch of guys that, that, you know, located from throughout the Southeast area. Um, we always played music together, you know. Um, some, some was Ken, like my cousin Dyke, uh, may rest in peace and Keller Reed, you know, that we always played together. And um, uh, Trouble Band and Show was in existence long before I got there. When, when myself got there along with um, Keller Reed and, and Dyke, um, then the band, we changed the name to Trouble Funk. Uh, Trouble Band and Show was just a top 40 R&B cabaret band before we got there. So wait, what was it called before you? Trouble Band and Show. So Trouble Funk was was when you arrived. Uh, what, yes. what was in the name? How'd you come up with the name? Because it's catchy as hell, man. It's crazy, man. That, that, it's a great story, too, because uh, what happened was um, we had bought a, um, a, a B3, um, a Hammond B3 organ, and it was used. So on the front panel, something the, the panel was missing, and you can see all the wires and stuff. So uh, Dyke and I, we went and bought a, a piece of board, and we painted it, and we got some glitter and some Elmer's glue and a, and a, um, and a um, magic marker. And we wrote on there, trouble in big writing, will in little writing, funk in big writing, and you. So it says, trouble will funk you. Yeah, but all you see from a distance was trouble funk, oh, and gotcha. and that's what the people started calling us, so it stuck. I love it. Now, talk about sort of back then. I mean, you, that was sort of how the band got together. But talk about go go in general as a genre, how that was bubbling up right around the same time. I mean, what, what time? Oh man, when, but, when did no. Chuck Brown Band start in relation to you guys? Oh man, Chuck Chuck started long before we did. As a matter of fact, Chuck is the reason why I play go go. Um, I, um, I, my first go-go experience was out here in Palmer Park, Maryland, um, at this place called the Club of Bird. And, um, I seen Chuck Brown, the Soul Searchers perform. And at the time, um, there really wasn't a go-go, um, it, go-go was more like an atmosphere. It was like a, a place to be. It's like, hey man, where you going today? I want you to go-go to see, uh, Chuck Brown, the Soul Searchers. It was, it, was a, it was a place scene. To be. It was a scene. It, it was a scene. I, 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 absolutely. And what happened was Chuck Brown got tired of the people. He got tired of losing the people on on the dance floor. So he um he used to play with this group, this real percussive Latin group called the Los Latinos. And um you know of course they played Latin music, but it was very very percussive. And what he did when he formed his own band, he started playing top forties. And then he slowed them, slowed it down a little bit and put the percussion on the one and created a beat to play in between the top 40 songs to keep the people dancing. Ah, okay. I never knew that's how, how it all came about. Yes, yes. So uh, he created that beat and they called it the go-go beat. 
And then fast forward, you know, once we got a whiff of what he was doing, because we started opening up for Chuck Brown. Um, we, a 12 abandoned show was opening up for Chuck Brown, and we would get our butt kicked every week for about <laughs> two months. You know what I'm saying? Because the people, they, we played the same thing. We played a lot of the same music, but they just responded differently because that beat wasn't there. You know? Right. So, uh, <laughs> so for a long time, man, we was just like, we was just playing just to take them time. And, um, as soon as Chuck Brown, the soul surgery come on, man, the floor would get packed. So <laughs> I would stay around for a while and, um, and kind of like, figure, I try to figure out what is it that they're doing that we're not doing and try to find out the connection of what was going on. And then uh, a light went off one day. And keep in mind, at the time, I was just the bass player um, uh, for the band. Rio Edwards was the manager. And we was rehearsing there on the off days. So I went to Rio, and I said, hey, man, um, I think I have an idea to make these people dance, but I'm going to need a microphone. You know? So Rio was like, what the hell? We tried everything else. So, you know, let's go ahead and try it your way and see what happens. And my way just happened to work. Your way always works, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen, Chuck Brown came in one day. They seen all the people dancing. And Chuck Brown told the, told the guy, Ted Hawkins, he was the, um, he, Ted Hawkins was the owner of the club to burn. Chuck said, I don't want them boys playing with me no more. They're trying to steal my music. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, wait, you mentioned, you mentioned those early clubs. What were, name some of them. I mean, some of them probably don't even exist anymore around DC, but what nah, were some yeah, of the local of venues don't... that were, that you usually played? Well, we, um, of course you had the, the legendary Howard Theater, the Washington Coliseum, you had the Chapter 3, Part 3. Uh, Trouble Funk was very fortunate to get, to bring Gogo to, um, uh, uh, up there in Georgetown. Um, we had a spot called the Paragon 2 in Georgetown. They loved it up there, man. It's like, uh, it was crazy. So Gogo was never in Georgetown before. We was the first band to bring Gogo to Georgetown and, and play at one of those really nice, uh, versatile type of clubs, you know, where you have different, different nice nationality of people and stuff like that. I might date myself as being young, but my parents talk about the Paragon 2 wild times all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So, and then we did, back in the day, we did a lot of, um, of, of schools. We did the wrecks and stuff like that. We did a lot of wrecks and, um, and it's a funny story because I was talking to Scott Van Pelt and he was telling me how he used to come through there, him and his little crew. He said, he'd get a bunch of little white boys up in the corner, you know, getting down. <laughs> Wait, when did you talk to Scott Van Pelt, uh, you know, sports center fan? <laughs> well, well, you know, Scott Van Pelt is a big trumpet punk fan. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm glad I brought him up. I got to invite him to the show. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a really big trumpet punk fan. As a matter of fact, we did his, um, we just recently did, not even a year ago, we did, he moved back to DC and we did his, um, the new anthem, the new, um, the anthem song for him. For his, for his, uh, his own personal segment of Sports Center. Yeah. The anthem. yeah, the Sports Center. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sports yeah. Center. Yeah. Mm hmm. I love yeah. that he keeps so, it real for DC no matter, you know what I mean? That's a big national yeah. flagship and he, he always rocks. You mentions the Terps and DC and of course Trouble Funk. Great is guy, the man. Music. Great guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So he always gave us plenty of acknowledgement. I really appreciate that. 
That's so cool. Well, we've talked a lot about, you know, about the go-go scene in those early days and the venues you play, but I want to, I want to, if you have, if you have a, a minute, throw out some of your songs and hear how you came up with them. Like, how'd you guys come up with Hey Fellas? That thing's become sort of a go-go anthem. Well, Hey Fellas, you know, back then it's like we would listen to the radio and, and then whatever was hot, we'd try to come up with our own version of it, you know. So back then, Rick had Super Freak out, you know. And um, it was a nasty song. It was a very nasty song, you know, but it was subliminal, you know. I really like the taste of the girls that super freak, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I just came up with the idea. Hey, fellas, you want to take time out to get close to the ladies? Let's find a super freak so we can take time out to taste time. Yeah, man. So I just took, took the words and just, you know, moved them around a little bit and gave them my own little flavor. And, uh, yeah, that's how that song came about. Now, <clears throat> Let's Get Small uh, is another big song that we did. And Let's Get Small, <laughs> that that was a tune that um, um, actually I, I was in, it was inspired by, um, what is his name? He's a comedian, uh, the guy that played the jerk. Oh, Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. Steve Martin. Yeah. yeah. He had, <laughs> right. He had a, he had a comedy album out called Let's Get Small. That's where I got that hook line from. Now, also, Cool Mini Gang had a, had a song called Get Down On It. Get Down On now, It. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. Now, what you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> do you wanna get up? <laughs> now, what you gonna do? Yeah, man. So I took and stand back right there and gave it. My again gave it my flavor. We always came up with our own original music, but you know, we you know we we would take ideas from other songs and create our recreate our lyrics. Oh, everybody yeah. takes ideas and samples oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah. All, but that's part of the genre. Um, yeah, Chuck Brown, man, he was a master at it. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, yeah. um, it, it kind of works the other way. People people sample you guys all the time. For instance, oh my goodness, your yeah, song your song pumped me up. Uh, I believe yeah. it isn't that sampled in Public Enemies Fight the Power and uh, Pump Up the Volume. I mean, uh, that Curtis song Blow did it. If I ruled the world, like uh, it's been sampled by so many people. How, so take me into the creation of that song, and then also, you know, second part of that question: um, what you felt, you know, when you hear other people sampling it. <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> well, as far as the creation of the song, uh, it was a song that we did. It started off called Trouble Funk Run the Funk You Up. And we was like, nah, we need a better hook line than that. Um, and um, long story short, to be totally honest with you, and I don't know if you got to cut this out, but <laughs> that, the, the title Pump Me Up came from a porn movie. <laughs> <laughs> the idea came from a porn movie. And we just, you know, we, we created a hook line around that title. Breaking news on WCOP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So it's very interesting. So, and and I think Drop the Bomb is the most interesting out of all of them because with Drop the Bomb, um, with Drop the Bomb, uh, I was running late for a show one day and the band had to play without me. I was having some car trouble. And uh, when I finally got to the venue, the band was playing and Dyke was on the synthesizer, and he was going, 
and all the people was going, drop the ball, drop the ball, and all the people in the audience, and he'll do it again. So I was like, wow, I'm feeling that groove right there. I'm trying to hurry up and hook my guitar up so I can get to the mic. <laughs> so as soon as I get to the mic, I go like, you want to drop the bomb? And they go, drop the bomb. And then I can throw another little part in there. Choo, 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 choo. So, <laughs> so that song was created between us and the audience on the spot. And then we took it back to rehearsal and then we structured it. But see, that's what's so cool about your music is it's sort of like that interactive interplay between yes, and the yes. audience creates new the ability to, to, yeah, to The ability to just improvise and then have the audience be a part of what you do, that's a beautiful thing. And that's just the beauty of D.C., period, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I know, you know, you mentioned you've been around since the mid-'70s. There's basically a whole generation grew up with your music, and now now they're older, and now maybe they've probably introduced their, their kids to it, and, you know, maybe even grandkids. Yeah. You know, uh, do, do you find yeah. that do you find that your, your shows sort of bring out a cross-generation of folks that either grew up with it and then, you know, maybe played it in their car for their kids, and now the kids are... Yes, fans? yes. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very, very surprised to, to see how... A lot of the younger, the like young, younger generation, I, I gravitate towards our music, and it tells me something that you know, just like like Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson, is like we were very fortunate to be a part of a time where there was such thing as classic music. You know what I'm saying? Because when you put a trouble funk tune on, or or Bustin' Loose, or a Pump Me Up, or these are tunes that will last forever. Uh, George, I I call it, you know, the evergreen um, category. It's timeless. Yes, it it is. You know, so we were very fortunate to be a a part of that baby boomer, I guess, era, you know, where there were still classics out. Oh, that music will never die. It'll be, it'll out of you and all of us. It'll always be around. Um, Yeah. Now, you know, uh, also, you know, having been around, so long you also have you know there's been some tragedy too you lost your keyboard player um robert psychdag reed in what yeah. 2008 yeah. pancreatic cancer um yeah, yeah how, man, how hard did that hit how hard did that hit you all well it, it hit very hard man i was like um you know uh that that was like my other half right there you know Dyke and i you know we we wrote most of the songs for the band you know um and Dyke was like my you know People saw, as a matter of fact, people always compare um, um, Chuck D and Flavor Flav to me and Dyke. Right. <laughs> you know? that, that's actually not you know? Well, they sample your stuff, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, we've been compared, they've been compared to us a lot. It, it can't be the other way around because we were there long before they were. Yeah. So they just happened to get more. <laughs> They have more, I guess they have more publicity or whatever, you know, more rec- recognition. Um, as a matter of fact, we, we, we toured with Beastie Boys, uh, Fishbone, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. All these cats used to open up for us. Well, I mean, they, you know why? Because they probably grew up digging your stuff and it's an honor for them to be able to say they played with you, you know? You're like they the used to open up for us. <laughs> <laughs> they brought play with a group called Scream, yeah. Uh, and he, they, you know, he used to tell me stories how he, how you know, they used to open up for us and how our music really uh, inspired him to do what he do. 
And, you know, Dave and I, we became really good friends, really close friends. And um, we, we've actually did a few shows with him. We toured a few shows with him. And uh, we had planned to do the, um, before the pandemic hit, we was going to be opening up um, at the RFK Stadium for Food Fighters. Oh, that was right before COVID. Wow. Right, right, yeah, so. Well, maybe you'll still get to it some other point. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's always a pleasure uh, performing with the Foo Fighters. Well, they just yeah. got inducted in the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That was Dave Grohl's second induction because he was in with Nirvana, too. So he's in there twice. He's in there twice. I think we need to get Big Tony in there at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, hey, that would be really nice, man. I mean, we've been, we've been around long enough. I mean, hey, well, we got Chuck in there. So, I mean, you know, hey, why not? Hey, go go! Um, yeah, hey, we'll we'll start the campaign right here with this interview. <laughs> all right, that's what's up. <laughs> all right, that's cool. what's going on? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, anything else you want to you know say before we hop off here? Um, it's been an absolute honor talking with you. You know, why, why should folks come on out to the show? Let's wrap it back around to Wolf Trap. You know what? Why, why should folks come on out? You know, they they got their vaccine. It's a, it'll be a nice day out at, outside at Wolf Trap National Park. Why should they come out? Oh man, it's, it's going to be a. I mean, it's been a long time coming. I mean, people need to get out. I know they're going to come out. The show is the show is just about sold out. So um, they need to come out because this is going to be a phenomenal show, man. It just ain't no funk like Trouble Funk. You know? <laughs> Perfectly <laughs> and said. It, yeah, and, it, 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 and it, it, if you want some real funk, real uncut funk, then you got to come to the show. You heard it here. You have to come to the show. It is absolutely Sunday, Sunday July 18th at 8 p.m. Uh, <clears throat> and Trouble Funk with special guest Sugar Bear and the legendary DJ Cool. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us and actually even singing a few lines from your songs. I wasn't even, I wasn't even Thank expecting you, that. But you, you pumped me up, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, come on down, come on down um, on the 18th, and we're gonna drop the bomb. <laughs> Pew! <laughs> yes, All right. sir. Thanks so much, Big Tony. Trouble Funk on WTOP. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you. Peace. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.